Doom Patrol, Negative Man, Elastigirl, Robot Man. Someone wants the Doom Patrol reunited. Your every word and action is being broadcast across the planet. Now, Monsieur Mana! Well done, my Doom Patrol. Well done. It is too late for you, Calder. Your beloved patrol is doomed. Hello and welcome to Waiting for Doom, the Doom Patrol podcast where we talk about the Doom Patrol and things related to the Doom Patrol, Doom Patrol adjacent things, uh, Doom Patrol things that are almost not quite not the Doom Patrol. We <laughs> cover it all. Unless it's not the Doom Patrol. Yeah. We, we shun it. Yeah. There's no Batman here, you DC freaks. Uh, hello, I'm Mike. You can find me on Twitter, at Avantgarde. Yes, I'm still on Twitter. <laughs> uh, you can find our website, which is awesome and full of good fun stuff, at waitingfordoom.com. You can email us at waitingfordoom at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook. And all our episodes are available on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and podbean.com. And if you would like to possibly support our show in a financial mean, we now have a Buy Me A Coffee page. Because I won't speak for Paul, but I know I enjoy a good boost of caffeine throughout the day, but the funds might also help support the show in one way or the other, uh, you can find our page at buymeacoffee.com slash waitingfor6. I'm not sure why it assigned us that, but... Obviously, we're the uh, sixth waiting for Doom to have a buy me a coffee, so... We are? Who else is waiting Probably, for Doom? I, I don't know. Lots of people waiting for Doom. <laughs> maybe they're literally waiting for Doom, not the Doom Patrol, so... Oh, yeah. maybe, yeah. yeah. Doomsday cultists... Apocalypse, apocalypse boosters. Yeah, yeah. You know, they they just yeah. want a nice cup of joe whilst waiting for the end of the world, I guess. So, mm. yeah, yeah. Everything's gonna go to hell. I'd like a coffee hit. Yes. A little caffeine buzz. Mm. Yep. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Hi everyone, I'm Paul. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at reading underscore hicks for now. For now. I don't. I, I'm on Twitter a lot less. I must say, it's it's same. Yeah, it's getting sadder. Mm-hmm. Getting, I mean, yeah. There's uh, more Musk, less friends. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, and you can also talk to the Sentient Show Twitter account at Wilfred WFD Pod. Hello, Wilfred. Hello, humans. Anyway, and today we're we're getting back to the TV show because you know it, it's going to go forever, and we want to keep on top of it. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Uh-huh. Yep. Ah. Yep. But what, how was your week? How's, how's things been for you? What's, what's your intake of um, nonsense? Uh, intake of nonsense. Very briefly, I'm having some old man health issue stuff. That's a, a, a gas. So I'm trying to distract myself with, you know, painting and buying lots of miniatures and stuff. I am shocker, so b- way behind in my comic reading, and I have another pile to, to pick up. But uh, one thing I did really enjoy is um, I got the Batman One Bad Day Mr. Freeze issue uh, because they announced all those Batman One Bad Day books. And I thought, you know what? I already have enough Bat books I have just sitting there waiting to be read. I'm going to just treat myself to maybe one. So I looked through the um, the list of creator credits, and one name stood out to me, and I could not ignore. That was Matteo Scalera. Love his art. I love his uh, a series called Black Science, where he did all the artwork, fantastic stuff, and he did not disappoint. The story was cool too, uh, by by Jerry Duggan, and and colours by Dave Stewart, not the guy from Eurythmics. But ah, oh, Matteo Scalera doing Batman and Robin and Mister Freeze, <gasps> Chef's Ooh. Kiss, Chef's Kiss. So 
All your other comics are just sitting there, and this brand new comic just waltzes in, yep. jumps the file, yep. gets read straight away. Yep. Oh, uh, well, uh, kind of, yeah. Look, I, I've, yeah. I've, I've been reading some Wonder Woman as well, and uh, the recent arc I read, that was the um, the formation of, of the new Villainy Incorporated, led by Dr. Psycho. That oh, was a yeah. lot of fun. That was that was. Oh, I enjoyed the heck out of that. So, but as always, the comic to repile grows eternal. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, how about you, Paul? What have you been up to? Uh, I've been watching a show called Orphan Black. So, oh, uh, making... yeah, do you know it? I, I I've seen haven't seen all of it. I've seen bits and pieces here and there. Interesting stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it, it's it's. Quite a, it, it gets mental at times. Mm, I mean, yeah. If you, if you don't know the premise, it's um, there's a whole bunch of clones, and they're all played by the same actress. And uh, yeah, there's many, many, many scenes where she is having chats with herself and fighting herself and doing things with herself, murdering herself, you know, all sorts of things. Yeah, oh, yeah. So, but um, I, it, it's very clever because after a while you just forget it's it's her. This is uh, Tatiana Maslany who played She Hulk. So, yes. Uh, Yes, so, uh, yeah, a very enjoyable show. We're currently on the last season. We have seven eps to go. Uh, it's a whole thing. So, yeah, it's been entertaining. It's been a ride. Speaking of watching stuff, I went and saw, or my wife and I went and saw uh, Babylon at the cinemas recently. That's, um, have you seen mm. that? No, it's one for the kids, I hear. <laughs> no, it is not. Um Oh, then again, we're Australians. We can do anything, as, as Paul Copperberg once said. Um, no, you know, when you've got um, an elephant pooping uh, <laughs> in, like, the first five minutes, and I'm talking, like, a lot of elephant poop, you know you're in for a bit of a ride. So, um, yeah, it's it's a love letter to Hollywood of the 1920s and 30s, and um, it's, it's, an, it's an experience. It's, um, yeah... But Margot Robbie, like, the cast were really good in it. The, the thing I loved the most was the soundtrack. I've been listening to, I've had the soundtrack stuck in my head for days because I've been listening to it for days. But, um, yeah, it, it, uh, I, I can't spoil it. It, it. it had me thinking about it long after I left the cinema. Oh. Yeah. I, I hear the word decadence uh, associated with that film a bit. There is a fair bit of decadence, yes. It, there's a very David Lynchian turn in it as well. Uh, there's a moment where a couple of characters are uh, drawn into this thing and you think, where is this going? Oh, it's going there. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. And it's very weird. Um, so it's got a bit of everything. Yeah. Take, the, take the kids along, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Don't take your kids to it. Um, <laughs> look, if, if they're you know of a certain age, they'll be fine. But... Um, yeah, just an interesting tale of how people in Hollywood deal with the transition from the silent films to the talkies, and, you know, some have ups, some have downs, and, um... Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, uh, let's jump straight into the Doom news, because I believe there may be some Doom news in the Doom news segment. Yes. Go for it. Coming, coming up... Mm, now. Alright, 
All right, so um, Doom News, we have uh, the first appearance of the Dennis Culver, Chris Burnham Doom Patrol, Unstoppable Doom Patrol in uh, Lazarus Planet Dark Fate. That's just hit the stands. We're not talking about it this week, but uh, we are aware of it, aren't we, Mike? Oh, aren't we just? Yes. Yeah. Um, now, there, there's also a shake-up in the world of DC movies and television, and <gasps> uh, yes, uh, the TV show has been cancelled. Didn't you just say it was going to go forever and ever? Yeah, well... Just said that in the intro. Yeah, I did say that. <laughs> May have been wrong. Uh, yep. No no movie, no Oscars for the no. Doom Patrol. No. No best foreign language Oscar. No. No, no none of that. So it didn't happen. So, no. Uh, don't I look like a fool? No, you don't. Come on. Hey, now, look, I know we like to think that we influence the powers that be behind DC and the Doom Patrol with, you know, our chatter here about the property, but we weren't to know. Yeah, well, I mean, they just went, Ugh, we're not going to listen to these Australian podcasters anymore. We're going to listen to James Gunn. Uh, what's, what's James Gunn ever done for entertainment? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so, um, yeah, Doom Patrol uh, off off the slate, gone uh, four seasons. That's a good run. That's a, in the terms of uh, cricket, that's a good innings. <laughs> Look, I think the fact that Doom Patrol happened on TV at all is yeah. still a, a, a massive, massive thing. Yeah, um, I mean, it, yeah. it's not a a full test good score. Like, it was 40 episodes, so if you got 40 runs in cricket, that would be a good one-day score, not a good uh-huh. um, multi-match score. But, yeah. you know, if you're a tail-ender, like, the Doom Patrol could be really good at bowling, so that, you know, oh getting God. 40 could be, you know, considered not too bad, you know? Like, right. it's... Right. It's not embarrassing that okay. you've got 40. I mean, it's no, it's no Arrow. Arrow is the one you want opening for your team. Right. Um, but Doom Patrol, you know, 40, 40 um, episodes. Hey, listeners, can you pick between Paul and I which one is a cricket fan and which one isn't? Answer on the back of a postcard. <laughs> Joke's on you. I'm not a cricket fan. I just oh, like what? Fun. I just like making fun of things. <laughs> I like, actually, no, I do like cricket because you can... Um, you can basically do you can do anything while cricket's on, and if something happens, they'll show it twenty times. You can do so anything. You could go and you find can watch a, a movie. You can yeah, read. You can find um, a, a better way to live your life than watching a game of cricket. You, you could be out with the mind detector, looking for uh, you know um, metal Blue. detector, not mind. Well, you might find mines, but you know, hopefully yeah, not. I'm, I'm sure that's what a soldier in the field of battle is doing. Oh, I've got to go sleep for mine. I might just tune into the cricket game whilst I'm doing that because it's nice and soothing because it's so boring. <laughs> yeah. You can do surgery while watching the cricket. Oh, God. Anything How's that? Oh, I stitched him How's up. That? How's that? I brought him back to life. How's that? <laughs> Drinks break. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Wow! No, I actually, I do resent. I mean, I resent the tennis more because when tennis is on, it just goes on forever and ever and ever and ever, and people pretend it's important and it matters. And you know, you know. Meanwhile, you know, there's comics, there's something that is really important and really matters. Yeah. 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 Anyway, um, um, no sport matters really. Come no, on. no, it doesn't. No. no. No one should look up to a sports person for no. anything. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. No sport should have. Uh, you know, uh, a tournament series called the World Series, but be the only country involved in it. That just makes no sense whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I yeah. 
freaking hate sports. Anyway. Uh, the only good thing to ever come from sport was Ted Lasso. So. Okay, yes. Yes, all right. That, yeah. I'll, I'll allow that, yes. Yeah. Well said. Yeah. Were we talking about the Doom Patrol at some point there? Ah, the cancelled gone. So, right, uh, okay. <laughs> cool, back on track. Yeah. Oh, what else was there? Um, there was the the uh, DC Power special, which is about celebrating Black Pride, and they had um, a Bumblebee and Nubia story in which uh, they had to thwart the plans of Monsieur Mala to um, you know make a, a, a special event for uh, the brain. So nice. Yeah. And it also had um, Mal, who was uh, occasionally a Doom Patrol member at the side. Oh yeah. 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 In some comics, so yeah, that, that's that's what happened in Doom News and Mike the ticking in the background. What what the hell? I know you love it. It's the one and only Doom Clock, Paul. Oh. So yes, looking upon the face of the mighty Doom Clock, we can see that it has been oh boy, just on 133 weeks, so well over two and a half years since we had a new Doom Patrol book on the shelves, that being issue 7 of Doom Patrol Way to the Worlds, which we discussed back in episode 161 in July of 2020. Uh, but the good news is... At... Three pregnancies, that amount of time. Wow. Okay, yep. If you want to measure time in pregnancies. Do people really do that? I don't know. I, you know, I could try. You know, I'll be there in a first trimester. Um, <laughs> anyway, as we just said, the Patrol have returned in comic book form uh, just this past week. Uh, they appeared in a 10-page story in the Lazarus Planet Dark Fate one-shot, which was released on February 14th, 2023. Oh, that's right, it was Valentine's Day. Yeah. What a lovely Valentine's Day present for everyone. Yeah, that's you know that's almost as lovely as... Someone buying you a coffee. Yeah. Yeah. Or taking you to a movie and having an elephant shit all over the screen in the opening scene. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yes, uh, that's the first taste of the new Unstoppable Doom Patrol before they launch into their very own brand new six-issue limited series. Uh, the Unstoppable Doom Patrol is being brought to us by Dennis Culver, who was our very special guest last episode, uh, along with Chris Burnham, Brian Reber, and Mari Javins, and that goes until on March 28th of 2023. That's just over five weeks away, Paul. Yeah, just Are after my birthday. I'm very excited, just after my birthday. Oh, nice. Yeah. Hear that, everyone? Hear that? Just dropped a birthday hint. Buy me a coffee. <laughs> Yeah, we want to be drowning in coffee by the end of this episode. Anyway, are you ready for the This Week in Doom Patrol History guessing game, Paul? No, no, not at all. Awesome. I'm going to roll the 10-sided die o doom You are getting, ooh, you're getting nine. Nine, nine. questions. Yeah. Yeah, so, question the first. Okay. Uh, is it an odd or even, is it an even-numbered issue? An even-numbered issue? It is not an even-numbered issue. Okay. Is it a two-digit number? It is not a two-digit number. Oh. So it's a, an odd number with a single digit. Okay. Yes. All right. No, I, they're well played. There. Fair, two yeah, no. Two questions in, you've eliminated a hell of a lot already. I have, I have. Um, question the third. Question the third. <laughs> No, it's going to get into smells and things. No, I, 
I, I have the issue here in my hand. Oh, do you? you? Know, oh, yeah, okay. I could sniff it for you if you mm, wish. Okay. That's a freebie hint there as well. Okay. Um, let's go with... Does it... Does the last letter of the author's name appear in the word angry? Does the last letter... <laughs> There's the last letter of the author's name, their first name or surname? Uh, surname. So the last the letter, last letter of, of their of surname the... appear in the word angry. Yes. Okay. So God, you're making me think just as much as I have to make you think with this. Uh, so I've got Morrison, Way, and Kupperberg, oh, Berg, but not Drake. No Drake. And no Akudi, okay. No Akudi, uh-huh. And Pollock, Pollock. It's not Pollock. No. <laughs> wow, you've you've really brought your A game this time. Question question the fourth. <laughs> Dazzle us with your next question. Uh, okay. Um, is it the comic for mature readers? Let me have a look at the cover. It does not say it's for mature readers on the cover. No. But you read it anyway, anyway. Yeah, I did. Yeah, okay. You got me there. That wasn't a question, that was just... Was no, I, I, no, yeah, yeah. I'm asking the questions, and here is your fifth one. No, wait, you're asking the question. Your I'm, fifth question, please. I'm asking the question. <laughs> yeah, yeah, get on with it then. All right, so, all right, so... All right, I'm going to say it's not... Uh, starts with Morrison, I'm going to say... I'm not going to say that. So, I think it's... Um, I'm suspecting it uh, does... Is the book written by Paul Kupperberg? It is written by Paul Copperberg. Yes. In your face. Um, <laughs> Question six. In my face. <laughs> is it uh, higher or lower than issue six? <laughs> I was hoping you'd ask a question on these lines. It's higher. <laughs> Is it higher or lower than issue six? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> every time. Every time. It slays me every time. It is higher than issue six. Okay. All right. Question seven. Is it, quest- is it issue seven? It is not issue seven. Question eight. Is it issue nine? It is issue nine. <laughs> well done. Yes. Well done, my friend. Yes, going on sale for 75 cents American on February 23rd of 1988 with the cover date of June of that year was Doom Patrol Volume 2, issue number 9. This issue featured two stories, It's Raining Plastic Men, and a bonus book, second feature, A Life in the Day. The first story was brought to us by Paul Kupperberg, Eric Larson, Gary Martin, Johnny Workman Jr., and Carl Gafford, and had the team taking on Garguax and his army of plastic men who he was using to steal nuclear missiles. And the second story focuses on team leader Arani, a.k.a. Celsius, as she meets an elderly wheelchair user named Ellen while visiting a war memorial, and the two spend the day together with Ellen trying to teach Arani to appreciate and enjoy life before, spoiler alert for a 35-year-old comic, Ellen passes away peacefully. Cheery stuff indeed, brought to us by Steve Miller, Randy DeBurk, Joe Aladetta, Timothy Harkins, and Elizabeth Kessler. And Paul and I discussed this comic way back in episode 37 from October of 2015, which you can find over in the Doom dossier for Volume 2, Part 1, at WaitingForDoom.com. And that's it for the Doom Clock this week. Yeah, I absolutely nailed it that time, eh? Hey? 
You did. You did. It, it's it's rare when it happens, but when it does, oh boy. Woo. Sweet stuff. On fire. I need it. I mean, I need seven questions or eight questions to make it work, but. Yeah, yeah. but my, still, my, you know. My brain was like crystal clear. It was like a. It's like a, an iceberg sailing towards a, a, a new horizon. I don't know. Yeah. A, a sh- <laughs> sharp. <laughs> an iceberg-sized shark sailing towards the horizon, gobbling up all the questions in its way. Yeah, like a Pac-Man shark. And yep. the questions are pills. Yep. Yep. No, you had a pill, and, and the questions were like ghosts. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah. Just got, before the questions ra- ran away, I caught them. Tell me you've never actually played Pac-Man without <laughs> telling me you've never actually played Pac-Man. Jeez. <laughs> it's, not, it's not all just cricket and sports, Paul. Come on. There's more yeah. to life like Pac-Man and comics and <laughs> shit. Yeah, God, we're rambling a bit this episode. <laughs> pong. That's me playing Pong. Right. Right. You make the sound as you hit it, do you? Mm-hmm. Pong. Well, let's, have a, let's have a game of Pong, shall we? <laughs> this will be comedy gold for the listeners. Yeah. I'll serve. Pong. 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 Now, let's jump ahead to a, it's a few, you know, um, matches in. Pong. Right. Pong. 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 How about we play a promo and then we'll come back and we'll do some doom explaining? How about we do that, right? Okay, yes. Imagine a state where reality is a dangerous concept, where every aspect of public and private life is strictly controlled, where the voice of the state is the only voice and the only limits are that of the imagination. And even that is gone. Imagine a state where memories are wiped away, leaving only traces of the past, where the final frontier of space becomes a weightless freezing vacuum, except for what is useful to the state. A great intergalactic state of hundreds of planets that stretches across the universe called the Federation. And imagine all that stands in the way of total conquest is a tiny band of thieves, smugglers, embezzlers, murderers, and rebel rousers. Are they criminals or liberators? Reality is a dangerous concept, but everyone interprets it in a slightly different way in Blake 7. Welcome everyone to Straight Out of the Federation. You can listen to this podcast at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, write to us on Twitter at SOFederation, or the website blake7.libson.com. Email us at writeonnetwork at gmail.com. That is W-R-I-G-H-T on network at gmail.com. Take care, everyone. Now it's part of the show where we doomsplain something. And the thing that we are doomsplaining is the Doom Patrol TV show, not the Doom Patrol comic, the TV show. And we are specifically doomsplaining episodes four, five, and six, which are the most three most recent episodes of the Doom Patrol. We're still waiting for the show to return after its mid-season hiatus break, pause, coffee break. Coffee, anyone? Anyone? <laughs> you want a coffee, Mike? I'm going to get myself a... I'd, I'd love a coffee, thanks, Paul. Okay, yeah, yeah cool. Yeah. Um, cool. Oat, oat milk, if I remember correctly? Oh, hell no, just plain, please, no, boring old flat white. Flat white. Just plain regular milk, 
and yeah. Mm. Or if you're feeling fancy, just a regular cappuccino. Okay, cool. So we're talking about three episodes of the Dimstrop TV show. We've got uh, Casey Patrol, Youth Patrol, and Hope Patrol. They all end with patrol. Have you ever noticed that all the episodes end with the name, the, with the word, it's not a name, uh, with the word patrol? Well, it is a name because it's part of Doom Patrol, which is the name of the show. Um, have you noticed? <laughs> I have noticed that. Okay. I, yes, it's been a little bit apparent since day one. Yeah, so uh, we are going to talk about what's in the show, what sort of things stood out for us. And so, Mike, uh, you hit it off with Casey Patrol. That's okay, the- a, a brief recap. Uh, when an outside force attacks Danny, the ambulance, uh, Dorothy gets the chance to meet her favourite comic book character, Space Case. Uh, for real, as the two of them, and morally corrupt, fight to keep the dream alive and to thwart Space Case's father, who serves a mysterious master. First off, I'm just going to say how cool it was to see Space Case and Tormanox on screen. Tormanox, played by Tyler Maine, who played Sabretooth in the 19... whatever it was, 92 X-Men film. Yes, yes, yes. Whenever it was. Yes. And and uh, Maddie Zima playing Space Case. I thought she was really well cast. Yeah. You know, you yes. know? I, I thought that was uh, s- some good stuff. What else did I like about it? It was cool to see uh, Bono Tavada as being done as spray painted by Maura Lee and her friends as they're, you know, putting up with um, awful graffiti by, you know, sh- as I shake my fist, young people um, <laughs> yeah. who don't, who are just not nice, basically. It was cool to see the Vectra on screen. Yes. Although uh, the way they were introduced and the way they appeared was kind of different and interesting because these little robotic cyber bugs infected Danny Land. And yeah, as they stung people, they all kind of, you know, just fell prone on the ground wherever they were standing, whatever. And then they came up and were resurrected with metallic robotic Vectra heads (laughs) on their heads. Yeah, so, it was kind of like someone got uh, the you know early issues of the Darrington Way run and just used it as a vision board for something rather than a mm, uh, strict yeah. interpretation. Because, I mean, the Vectra had the flies. I mean, all the flies were all over the place at the first few issues of that run. Yeah. And we got the Vectra and, you know, Torminox. Torminox is, yeah. So, uh, yeah, but so that, it was kind of like a, a bit of cherry-picking there and um, I'm going to say half-assed delivery of most of it. Look, I've noticed this a bit, and I'll mention this in the next recaps as well, that obviously Immortus is rising. Immortus is the big bad for season four. Whoever or whatever Immortus turns out to be hasn't been revealed by this episode just yet. But uh, yeah, I'm noticing a trend where there is a lot of cherry picking going on. Mm. And uh, a lot of it is, and, and we saw this with Mr. 104 and Dr. Janice. It's kind of like, let's take the kind of interesting stuff and shoehorn them into this story arc to have them just fit in with where we're going with the story, um, which they've kind of done before, you know, they're, they're making the show its own kind of unique thing from the comics, which was to be expected because it's an adaptation of the source material being the comics, but it's really noticeable in this second quarter of the season, if we want to call it that. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah, no, I, I I was looking forward to this episode and I uh, was disappointed by it, I must admit. I, you know, like, I, I, I wanted Space Case to join the team. I wanted her to be an uh, embedded member of the team and it's just like, she's a little side quest. You'll, yeah, yeah I, I do recall a very strongly worded text message from you 
after the issue, our issue after the episode, and uh, I wasn't strongly worded. Just that you, you, you were clearly not a fan of the episode. <laughs> no, no, yeah. it wasn't. I, I'll admit, I was a bit disappointed that Danny Land seemed more, well, like a small country fair than you know a big theme park as it was shown in the comics. Yeah. Um, like when we're first introduced, I'll, I'll never forget being blown away by the concept of this entire, you know, safe place theme park, you know, with, you know, Main Avenue with shops and, and, and that for all this, the, the Dannysons. And on the show, it's kind of like, oh, it's a small traveling sideshow country fair thing. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. But but look, Casey might end up joining the team. I mean, she and Dorothy hit the road. They might. Some, well, even Dorothy said, you know, let's head to Cloverton. So they're on the way back. It's just, yeah. And another thing that hurt me, it seems that Dorothy created Space Case, or Dorothy created Casey Brink in the real world. Yeah, well, the, uh, the origin of Casey in the comics is that she was actually created by Danny as a... Yeah. He was, she was one of the characters in the fictional comics in the, uh, well, fictional comics, in the Danny the Am- Ambulance's comic shop. So, mm. you know, so it, it, and at that stage, like, Cliff was fictional as well. So, yeah, it didn't seem to matter that much that Casey was fictional because she was real to the series or real to us, the readers of the series who are real. Um. <laughs> who am I? Um <laughs> Wait, what? Um, yeah, but it, uh, yeah, and that's the thing. I, yeah, I was kind of like, uh, I, I, I don't know. It just didn't sit right with me. It no. just, um, and uh, kind of two sides of the one coin. This that coin being Casey. I thought for the most part she was great. Uh, one of my favourite scenes is where she's discovering food. Mm. Um, and and another slightly weird comic connection was where she's you know saying to them oh just just gonna finish this and i'll be right there with you and it looks like she's eating a, a gyro which was like <laughs> yeah. a, a big thing in in the jared way run yeah um but on the other hand she was a bit too as morally said a bit too peppy mm. she's like space cases on the case ha ha huzzah and i'm like no she wasn't like that in the comic at all yeah, well, I mean, she, her, all her lines were delivered like she was a comic book character in a pretty cheesy superhero comic. So, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that was that was that. Yeah. Anyway, um, anything else from that episode you want to? Uh, my favorite quote. Well, it's multiple quotes. Uh, basically, every time Maura Lee got Tormenox's name wrong, <laughs> <laughs> she called him TurboTax, Tampax, and Telefax. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good joke. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I liked it. So, but but yeah, I, I, overall it was yeah, it was an episode. It was okayish. Yeah, it didn't wow me. And we also had petulant Dorothy, which uh, was not a welcome thing to get back to. <sighs> yeah, I'm I'm really tired of petulant sulky patrol. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, it's it's not doing it for me this year. The fourth year in. <laughs> but um, we do have some bingos to getting knocked over by this. So um, mm. on card five, we have Casey Brink, which gives us another bingo as we go uh, yes. vertically. 
with the Brotherhood okay. of Data and Red Jack. So if you're uh, waiting for Doom.com has the the bingo cards. What else we got? We got uh, flies on bingo card seven. There were flies. Uh-huh. No bingo yep. there, but uh, you know it's good to see those. We had the, the Vector. Vector was yeah card two. The Vector. Thank you, Mike. Um, and I must say, we had in Big and Rita at the end of the previous season. I never updated the card for that effect, which is on card yes, three. Sure. So yeah, yeah uh, it was a good episode for Bingo, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. But let's move on to uh, the fourth. Ep- uh, no, the fifth episode, Youth Patrol. So um, in this, uh, well, Rita finally realizes that her her youth has been stolen by Doctor Janice um, when she went into the movies, and she tries to find a way to restore her longevity. And unleashes a spell that de-ages her, her teammates, and Willoughby Kipling, who's come to warn them. Uh, the spell is a curse. I won't stop de-aging them until they've become nothing. So they race the clock to find Willoughby's old mentor, who cannot undo the curse, until they go to a pool party instead, and Rita and Rouge finally end their feud. So I'm going to say, of the three episodes, this was my favourite of the ones that we had to watch. Um, yeah, I'll agree. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Written yeah. by Shoshana Shashi, Shashi, who appeared on our show. <laughs> on our show. <laughs> Selling seashells by the shore. <laughs> uh, that is a difficult name to say when you're tired and weird like me. Anyway, um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, there wasn't too much of the comics. That, I mean, Mr. 104 came back because um, Larry was off with him um, mm-hmm. and trying to get... Uh, uh, blah, 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 blah. Keegan, Keeg, yep, Keeg, yep, um, and yeah, it was more digging into the characters and their past and everything. And you know, while I didn't like all the all the angsty stuff, and uh, uh, there were some funny lines in it, and there was certainly I did enjoy that Rita and Rouge um, basically buried the hatchet and became mm. pals again. So uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. But uh, let's see, what was the best quote of the episode? I think it probably was. Uh, Will it be killing? That was a de-aging spell, you whatever the equivalent of a dickhead is. And Jenkins, <laughs> clearhead. That was pretty funny. Or the the bit about how they took care of the butts and consider the butts wiped front to back. <laughs> there were so many good lines in this. I, I've got several favourite quotes. I've, I've got a couple of honourable mentions and unsurprisingly to me the star of this episode was Willoughby. Absolutely. Um, I, 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 Willoughby was great in every scene he was in uh, so my favourite quote honourable mentions uh, is when, first one is Willoughby appearing back in, in Doom Manor. He just appears in Cliff's car uh, <laughs> and he, uh, maybe get the kids out of the room for this one everyone. Uh, Willoughby says, it's like that fuzzy little cunt said, the whole world is abuzz with chatter and Mortis is rising and just like everything else in this godforsaken universe it all leads back to you lot uh, and then the bit where uh, he's, he's bringing the team up to speed about Immortus in, in, as they're all in the kitchen uh, and the team kind of revealed that Rita's already had her um, immortality taken away <laughs> Willoughby says there is no depth to your collective stupidity is there um, so yeah Willoughby was great my other favourite quote is when they first all de-age and Cliff is there in a cowboy hat and a fringe sleeve shirt <laughs> he says what the yeehaw fuck <laughs> yes. uh, probably my favourite scene in, in this is where they're at the pool party and as, as much as I'm pretty much over the whole uh, pouting and being miserable sort of thing uh, the scene where Jane and Vic are chatting during the party and, and Jane says to him look let me tell you something 
I'm starting to think that the whole world's going to need rescuing. But you've got to wonder, when you're out there saving the planet, who the fuck is rescuing you? Mm. Yeah, yeah. And, and Vic replies to her, you, you are so high right now. And <laughs> they laugh, and, and he goes, but you're also very right. And that, to me, that's, that's a really good uh, deep cut into, I guess, the team psyche that they kind of need each other there to support each other. But I think the show has gone overboard with that. Mm. There's been a lot of the whole, let's talk out our feelings and let's, you know, let's be miserable for an episode and then someone else can be miserable next episode. It's like, come on. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't want the Doom Patrol uh, the Doom Patrol to be the butt of a joke all the time as far as they're incompetent and, you know, silly and they yeah. save the day despite themselves rather than because of their skills. So I, I'm not a big fan of that, but I feel like I feel like the show peaked at the end of the last season and this is now just doing another block round, you know, lap around the, the, yes. the pool or something. So Yeah, the the it's almost like they're spinning their wheels and yeah. like they're they've got a story there to tell, but for whatever reason they feel like just retreading the whole emotional trauma for each of them still. Yeah. In year four. Yeah. But I mean yeah. I do one of the things I really like about the the app was uh, Willoughby carried the pretty much the whole thing, and he uh-huh. had to do. He got really intense and quiet, which is you know even more mesmerising than when he's uh, yelling. <laughs> yeah. Although it's good when he's yelling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I did find one weird comic connection. Oh yes. In, yeah. in the episode, uh, when the group enters the the pool party and they walk into the swimming pool hall, uh, the song that's playing when they first enter is Teenagers by the band <laughs> yes. My Chemical Romance, which yes. is a band that Jared Wade sings in. And he was the one that reintroduced us uh, to the patrol in the Young Animal iteration. So I consider that a good connection there. Yeah, and we had, um, I think, Kids from Yesterday in an earlier episode, not too long ago. So, oh, okay. Yeah, so I think Jane was playing uh, MCR. In one of, right. Hmm, anyway, yeah, yeah, a good nod to um, creators of the show. So, mm. yeah. Yeah. All right, so on to the next one. Mike, hit it. Hope Patrol uh, has us seeing Keeg taking Larry to Orkwith in Keeg's belief that uh, it can save Earth. Uh, Jane connects with her crush. Oh, yeah, that was... Uh, anyway, I'll wait. Uh, Willoughby barely survives an attack that wipes out Bunbury and his Templar Order. Derek and Vic draw up a plan to defeat Immortus. Uh, Jane and Cliff join them, and Rita and Rogue break into the Bureau of Normalcy to find out the origins of the Immortus Project. Meanwhile... The butt in the freezer gets loose. To get okay, on the <laughs> What did you like about the, <laughs> this episode? Um, it was good to see Awkward again. Yeah. yeah. Uh, did, it's been in the show before, hasn't it? No, I don't. You're not confusing it with Nernheim? I am confusing it with Nernheim. Oh, silly me. You were testing me and I've passed with flying well, colours. Well, well, well done. Yeah. Yeah. Just so yeah, it was cool to see Orkwith. Well done. Mike. I'll add that to my resume on LinkedIn right now. <laughs> and there we go. Um, yeah, causing Orkwith and the Scissorman. But once again, I got the distinct vibe that they're being shoehorned in there to serve the Immortal story and nothing yeah. else. Yeah, I, I think we have to really acknowledge that uh, the Immortus we're getting isn't the Immortus we're expected from the comics. I'll be very surprised if General Immortus turns up. As we know him. Yeah, he's like, uh, you know, just an old man in the comics who's yeah. who likes, you know, military outfits and uh, being evil. So. Yeah, whereas, you know, Willoughby's told us that 
this Immortus is some deity mm. that had parts of its immortality taken from it and it wants them all back so it can wipe out... Uh, see, the sto- this is what gets... At one point, Immortus wants to come back to wipe out the universe. Okay, cool. Yeah. That's the boring supervillain trope. But Mr. One of Four reveals that, oh, I'm helping... I was helping Immortus because he was going to not wipe everything out but also reset the universe so that, you know, I wouldn't be slowly getting killed by my own powers. I was like, mm. well, th- that... That's a that stretch. Pro- that's a stretch, because there's no guarantee that that promise will play out, because you're dealing with uh, evil deity, anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, I... Yeah, I, I had the circle on the General Mortis bingo card, you know, drawn in and crossed out a few times, because of like, is it General Mortis? Well, it's definitely a Mortis, but we haven't seen him yet, so... But, mm. uh, yeah. Will he actually turn up as a, the physically embodied as an old man or something like that. I See, I wonder, I wonder if, as we were saying, you know, with the cherry-picking stuff, remember back in uh, Fooktopia, there was the old guy that was controlling everything? I wonder if that was meant to be their take on Immortus, on General Immortus, sorry. Yeah, yeah, maybe. But um, the highlight for me, I did enjoy uh, Jane, uh, no, Rita and Rouge breaking into the Bureau of Normalcy, um, Rita in a bucket. Yes, yeah, that entire like that. scene, that was my favourite scene, because we've got teamwork and piffle-paffle as they work piffle together. Paffle, yeah. Yep. And um, yep. a bit of revisiting. And Wally Sage, cartoonist Wally Sage, who mm. uh, introduced in the uh, Morrison run and the creator of Flex Mentalo, if I remember my Dumbbell correctly. You do. You do indeed. Yeah. Um, and yeah, on the show, he's, he's been shown to, you know, be working with the Bureau and... It was revealed, uh, spoilers for that haven't seen the episode, that he was the one that pretty much picked up all the groundwork for the Immortus Project and has run with it. And mm. he's pretty much leading the charge to help Immortus rise. Yeah, and Cliff is now talking to his oven mitt as well. Yeah, um, yeah, that was... <laughs> Look, <laughs> um, shout out to Riley Shanahan for, first of all, having to wear the robot man suit all the time but then the physicality of also doing some puppeteering as well <laughs> whilst yeah. wearing that suit you know yeah. the the man is is a, a double threat at least <laughs> in respect he well, can act triple threat with his voices and he's singing and you know there we go yeah. yeah 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 uh but yeah this is an overall threat he, he is he's i feel very threatened but yeah that was weird but kind of cool at the same time almost mm. like his um his good moral side coming through and saying hey what are you doing so yeah mm. but it, inevitably because the butt was not destroyed the butt is on the loose yes yeah, yeah. couldn't see that coming you, <laughs> you haven't lived until you've seen a zombie butt with sharp teeth defrosting in a fridge and Pulling itself out of the fridge and launching at the camera. That was a good scene. I like that. Yeah. Have you have you got any quotes from this one? There, there wasn't a lot that really grabbed me, but I, I did like the scene where where Larry said to uh, Mister One Hundred Four, "When a bone temple spontaneously sprouts from the ground, that's not normally a good sign." That made that's me laugh. True. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. One other thing that bugged me. <sighs> Just a lot of very magical, convenient appearances and teleporting in this. First of all, how did Jane find Shelley's sweet shop? How did she get there? Because. Yeah. Just because. Uh, and how did how did Cliff and and Jane make it to Orkwith? 
Mm. Yeah. 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 And the robot coming to life. It's, it's a whole lot of stuff. I mean, I hate that where they come up with a plan and then it's immediately, blah, this plan sucks. Yeah. You know, yeah. Tease but us a j- bit more before revealing that it sucks. Yeah. 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 But just, just magically, you know, appearing where we want a part of the story to progress is just, yeah. I, I, I get we could write it off to comic book science, but come on, no. Let's, you know, a little yeah. bit of logic wouldn't, wouldn't help. The other thing that bugged me about this episode is that once again, we've done a jump ahead where we're being told what happened but not shown. So this episode starts with them, oh, look, we're all suddenly magically not babies anymore, but it was referenced and spoken about that Willoughby saved the day and, you know, yeah. uh, Vic, Vic's friend Derek, you know, at one point Derek was changing baby Vic's nappy. Oh, oh wasn't that a funny... And, and that's been happening since the first episode of this season where they were talking about fighting the giant testicle monster, but we never saw it. Yeah. And it's like, come on, you know, mm. is it just a cost-saving exercise for the show's budget? I don't know what, but it freaking irks me. Yeah. Uh, a good zombie butt joke when uh, Cliff said, in hindsight, it was probably not the best idea. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, um, I mean, I'm sad that Bunbury is gone. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, again, we were told not shown, but anyway. Yeah. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, we are progressing. We are halfway through the season and, uh, yeah, a little bit more to come. And we're, we're going to get there, I guess. I guess so, yeah, yeah. Because we've got, mm. what, is it four more episodes to come? Uh, six? I can't recall. We're at the halfway point at least anyway. I thought there were six more to come, but... Uh, okay. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you're wrong. Maybe. One of us is wrong, Possib- yeah. possibly. Possibly. Maybe we're both wrong. <laughs> hey, hey that, you know, wouldn't be the first time. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think I'm just going to check if anyone has bought us a coffee. Okay. No. 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 No No coffee. Okay, I've just done a quick check whilst you've been checking for coffee. Uh, It looks like there are ten episodes. Ten episodes. Oh no! Hang on. No, I stand corrected. I didn't scroll far enough. There are twelve episodes. Okay. Cool. Uh, And episode twelve is titled "Dun Patrol." Dun Patrol. Yeah, how prophetic was that? So, yeah, with the announcement of the cancellation of, of the show, on the one hand, I was like, oh, that's a shame, because, you know, I I have, for the most part, enjoyed the show, but the other part of me was like, maybe season four is a good place to end it, because yeah. I don't know how many more years I could take of them being miserable <laughs> for the majority of a season. Yeah, I must admit, this show does take a... It, it... Has a mental, you know, has a tone that I need to be in the right frame of mind for, and I not always am. Like if life is um, particularly stressful at the time, you know, I don't want to take on the fictional concerns of other people <laughs> as much. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is so, fair. Yeah. But um, uh, I, I have heard that they knew it was going to end, and they have uh, wrapped it accordingly. So you know, it shouldn't be too many dangling bits and pieces. So you know, which we would should be good. Get a yeah. good a good finish, a good send off, and, good, and uh, you know, you know what one hanging unanswered bit I'm still waiting for resolution on, don't you? Uh, Reader's porno. There you go. I demand an answer to that. 
<laughs> it's not that. Look, don't don't get me wrong. I don't want to see it. I don't. That is one thing I I would be happy to be told, but not shown. I don't need to see it. I'm not sitting here, you know, getting all giddy excited like ah, I might get to see it. I I just want to know why, because yeah, it's so um, out of character. I think it's one of those just directions that they went, and they went uh, no, and they stopped going down that direction. I, I reckon less important. I, I reckon it's something to do with Rouge. I still don't trust her. <laughs> uh, it, it's it's something she's done, and I I just want an answer. That that's all I want. You know, if they the end credit shoot, scene, end credit scene of the last episode will be that someone just going, well, you know, what happened was this, <laughs> and they'll do it just for you and I. Oh, thank God, thank God. Although well, I think I'm more concerned it. about it. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, at the halfway point overall, season four, it's it's okay. Um, it's interesting. I am looking forward to seeing who or what Immortus actually is and how they wrap it all up. And again, I'm still amazed we've got a Doom Patrol TV show at all. But yeah, it seems it's it's, it's a mixed bag in terms of awesomeness that is wowing me. Mm. I, I would agree. Yeah. Cool. cool. All right, Doom Swain, done. Hang on a minute. Did you not want to give a special award? Oh, yes, the uh, the DVP, the most doomable player award. <laughs> and what is that award called? The DVP, the most doomable player MVP. It, it's not the Doom Gong. Oh, the Doom. <laughs> how could I forget the Doom Gong? Yes, how could you, Paul? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Who are you giving the Doom Gong to? For this trio of episodes. I feel like the Doomgong needs to go to Willoughby. Not only did he de-age them, but he kept his cool while everyone was uh, getting younger. Uh, we did get to see that he is many centuries old, because um, he was looking kind of Tudor when he yep. <laughs> was a teenager. Um, and yeah, he, he survived the end of the Templars as they were all slaughtered by the um, acolytes of Mamortus. Um, and yeah, he, he just kept the show going. He, you know, he kept yeah. the team on task. So, yeah. um, hats off to Willoughby, the Doom Gong is yours. Um, uh, do we hit it or do we put it on him? I don't know. Dong. Uh, <laughs> no more Pong, no more Pong. <laughs> no. It's Doom Gong, not Doom Pong. Because <laughs> Doom Pong would be a very bad fart. So. Mm. Anyway, yeah, I wholeheartedly concur and agree. Uh, and congratulations to Willoughby. Excellent. And now why don't we move on to the mailbag Odoom. Yes, let's do. And yes, it is time for the mailbag of doom where we will uh, go over recent comments from fans and listeners of the show. And first off, we heard from Craig McDonald on the post for episode 178, uh, which was our episode where we chatted with Dennis Culver about the Unstoppable Doom Patrol coming up, and Craig replied, uh, sounds like Dennis has some fun plans for the Doom Patrol. Can't wait to read it. Completely agree, Craig. I'm super on board with this, and the mission statement for the team uh, to save the world by saving the monsters. It And it looks awesome. Everything we've been shown so far looks fantastic. So, like yourself, Craig, I'm very excited to read it as well. Fantastic. We also got an email from Mark Gray, and he, uh, he titled it Conversation. 
Very clever. Uh, hi, lads. Well done on getting Dennis Culver. I've not read Future State Gotham, but I did buy and enjoy Justice League Incarnate. The new series is obviously in good hands. Heck, Dennis is pleased to persuade this digital buyer to order not one, but two of the scratch and sniff, I can dream, cover comics. <laughs> I'll keep one, scratch the CJ, and give the other to my local cancer charity shop. They're good at selling rarities, and if this is printed to order, that's what we have. I have mixed feelings about Dennis revealing the majority of Jane's cover alter egos this week. I mean, I like a spoiler, but doesn't that take away from the fun of the cover reveal? Hmm, yes, perhaps. Yeah. Um, my English ear kept translating Dennis's Dawn of DC as Donna DC. No doubt a sibling of Johnny and Johnny DC. <laughs> Uh, Dennis's point about the invasion synchronicity of the patrol coming back now just screams, bring back hot hands. I mean, Scott Fisher was killed by the gene bomb. The Lazarus rain could bring him back. That'd be exciting. Um, I wonder how long the DP's new mission will drive the book. It puts me in mind of early X-Factor rooting out new young mutants. Sorry, muties. Since Waiting for Doom is the show that makes things happen, could we get 60 years of the Doom Patrol book by Christmas? If Supergirl's team up with the Kupperberg DP is in there, it'll be like she finally gets her anniversary volume for herself. It all sounds great. Well, almost. Please, God, no more evil Amanda Waller. We all hate it. Mart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Thanks, Mart. Yeah, we do have um, a new uh, episode three details revealed in there um, facing the Green Lantern. So it looks like uh, Larry and R- Robot Man are going on a, a road trip to rescue... Uh, a new uh, metagene active person, and yep. the Green Lantern Corps trying to stop them, most notably Kyle and Guy. So that looks very exciting and very rooted in the DC universe, which is what I wanted. So yes, yes, yeah. I'm. I really hope at least Cliff punches Guy Gardner. At least, <laughs> yes, I'll be happy with that. Could happen. Could happen. Yes, it, it certainly won't be a one punch joke, <laughs> but. It, Anything along those lines would be great. Because Guy Gardner, oh my god. Um, and finally, we also heard from Tim Price, also posting uh, a message in relation to episode 178 on Uh And Tim wrote, I feel for both Mike and Paul because you are saying, this is making me so happy, I'm getting so excited to read it. Uh, that's exactly my thoughts listening. Also, Dennis was a wonderful guest and you did a great job interviewing. Well done, my Waiting for Doomers, well done. Oh, thanks, Tim. Appreciate yeah. that. It was a great interview. It was. I I was a little bit nervous because, yeah, it's it's like the start of a a new era of the patrol. I was like, you know, what 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 might he spoil? What might he give away? But it was good fun. It was really cool. Cool. All right. Uh, So are we at the end? We I think we might be at the end. We're at the end, Paul. We've reached. Oh, okay. All right. Bye. (laughs) Are you going to go have a coffee now? (laughs) I'll check. Nope. 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 <laughs> Can't have a coffee. I don't even like coffee. What? <laughs> I just want to pay my bills. <laughs> right. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so what do we do at the end? Uh, it says here... Oh, yeah. What are we doing next episode on the show? Paul, I am... We're going to be talking about Lazarus Planet Dark Fate, which is the, the special that just came out recently on Valentine's Day, uh, where we saw the new story about the Unstoppable Doom Patrol. So we will yes. be talking about that. And, uh, you know, we'll have thoughts and comments and words. Yes. Sensations and feelings. <laughs> Why not? They do it on the TV show. We yeah. Do it, so. yeah. 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 Yeah.
But, I mean, if you want to get in touch with us, um, we're on the Twitter, WFDPod, Wilfred, of course. Uh, you can send us an email at waitingfordoom.gmail.com. You can be like Martin, have your email read out on the show. Uh, Waiting for Doom Facebook page. Does that still exist, Mike? That still exists, yeah. Wow, okay. Um, and <laughs> waitingfordoom.com. And, you, of course, there's some sort of a beverage option that people could take us up on if they wanted to purchase us a beverage, perhaps a coffee? Ooh. Yeah, I like that idea. That'd be nice, you know. A, a lot of mocha or whatever. Um. <laughs> yeah, cool. Okay. <laughs> Give us a cappuccino. <laughs> On that note, thank you for joining us once again here at Waiting for Doom. As always, stay weird, be good to each other, don't be a crumb bomb, and we'll catch you next time for more Waiting for Doom. Waiting for Doom. Do you, do you know the song Chandelier by Sia? Yes. Yes, I, I do. It's quite funny if you sing I Want to Get on the Beers instead. <laughs> get on the beer. I want to get on the beer. <laughs> there you go. There we go. There's our outtake. I'm all over them. Don't worry. Okay, cool. Mm. Love your work. Get on the beers. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sia and her drinking problem. Um. Sorry, I shouldn't. I shouldn't make fun of uh, people's issues. God, no, I've got enough of my own. So she is from Adelaide. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I guess it's either murder or beers and alcoholism. So you know, it's not very helpful. Hang on, <laughs> get on the beers. <laughs> Instead of murdering peers. <laughs> <laughs>